0: Welcome to My Dad Wrote a Bug-O, a podcast where we delve into the surprising revelation that my dad moved to a bug
1: planet I'm Alex. (laughs) I mean, we've all been there. That's what happens. Dads are like that. That's why fathers and sons like us have daddy issues. They're bug issues. I'm Justin. Uh,
2: I do not agree. I'm
0: Pete. And we are going to be talking about Invincible season two, episode three, this missive, this machination, tons of stuff going down in this episode. So if you haven't checked it out, please go watch it on Prime Video. We're going to get into spoilers right now, but we're getting a lot of different bits throughout the Invincible universe. Mm. We focus in on Alan the alien. He almost but not quite gets his own episode before being killed by Optimus Prime himself. I trusted that
1: voice. I I thought you could trust him. this, in
0: a moment. Hold on. We're just doing the recap now. Meanwhile, on Earth, Mark and Amber finally sleep together at the beginning of college. But just after that, Mark gets called off to a bug planet to go save it. it. Seems to actually be a ruse. It's actually Omni Man is ruling the planet. He's there. He welcomes his son back. Big emotional moment at the end of the episode. Meanwhile, Debbie is going to grief counseling, and it goes as horribly Uh, wrong as it possibly can. First
2: rule, she blew
0: it. Mm -hmm. And the last thing is that Monster Girl and Rudy slash Robot go on a date. They go to a movie and out for burgers. So we got at least one nice, potentially nice thing there in the middle of a lot of uncertainty
1: for the show. Why don't we talk about... I don't know. Fast food? Getting into Fast food? Mm -hmm. That's dangerous It's your first fast food, man That's gonna become a big problem That's the biggest red flag that we have in this episode
0: Yeah, 100% Why don't we talk about this bit by bit We can start off, I think, with the Alan the Alien stuff, because at least for now, that's very much its own thing. We get to see alien, Alian, Al, Alan. Oh my God, that's so hard to say. Oh, Allen come back after encountering Mark on what he thought was Urath, but actually is Earth. We find out his origin story, how he was bred to fight the Viltrumites. And he consults a council of resistors planets that are fighting against the Viltrumites, We also get to meet his kind of girlfriend in a very sweet way. And he goes to bat for the fact that Mark can actually help them uh, and be an ally in their fight against the Viltrumites. But as mentioned by the end of the episode, the head of the council played by Peter Cullen himself seemingly kills Alan, turns off his life support after he has been attacked by three Viltrumites. The head of the council is the mole. It seems working for the Viltrumites. Um, So some big stuff going on there and credits start to roll in a very funny way. Uh, and before we actually get back to the episode,
2: uh, what did you think about this Alan story as a whole well, super upsetting. I mean first of all, the emotional roller coaster finding out that Optimus Prime is doing a voice, and then you have to hate him it was, it's, i i couldn't it was it's so hard. I kept lying to myself like, no, no, this is all part of a plan he 's pretending to kill him. Mm. For to, you know, because I, it just doesn't compute my brain. I, I don't like it. Um,
1: yeah. Whose I'll, side are you on, Pete? Given it, the it, choice, Viltramites with Optimus Prime's voice or The Resistance?
2: Gotta go with Optimus all day. Of course. Wait, you're siding with Optimus Prime to fight? what he did in this episode well we don't know if it was for good or bad so Mm. we got to you kind of kind of got to go on history here and say optimus wouldn't lead us astray
1: a lot of times people uh, turn off life support secretly for good reasons. You know? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> there could be a secret. A win. secret
2: thing that with this alien, you have to kill them before they can ever really live. You know what I mean? We don't mm-hmm. know. You know, it's a different, it's a different thing.
0: Yeah. As, Optim- as Peter Cullen, the actual actor is holding you down and choking the life out of you. Pete will be like, this is for the greater good. It will be like, yeah, thanks. He'll be like, yes, thank you. Thank you.
2: Optimus. Thank Optimus. I, mean, Optimus. I love you. <laughs> You're my daddy. Can you say transform and roll out just as I die? That'd be and great. be like, can't hear you. I'm crushing your windpipe.
1: Yeah. Truck Daddy Kills Pete. I can see the headlines.
0: <laughs> what did you think comic about this, Comic Book Fish,
1: Club Justin? News. Truck Daddy Kills Pete. It's not the lead story, but it's up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like there. number two or
0: three.
1: Yeah. Um, I like this fun. I mean, this was like sort of a catch-all episode, uh, which felt a lot more like the comic. And mm-hmm. so this Alan uh, section was really fun. I think they took some, uh, like... Starship troopery, comic booky ways um, of getting us into it. Then we've got uh, Seth Rogen doing the voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun. That's the man I ride for, Pete. All right, uh, the man I trust in this uh, section of the episode. Are you going to get into pottery? Yeah, maybe. Is he uh, into pottery? Themed pottery. Yeah, yeah. big time. Huh. He's into weed and pottery. Oh, nice. And Good. probably both at the same time.
0: Yep. No, that doesn't seem possible. I don't know how you could do that. I really like this to the point you're making, Justin. It feels like a really good one-shot comic down to the change of title and everything. So I thought this was very, very fun. And they managed to set up Alan's whole world. They create a real fun bond with him and the blue nose no blue no-nose girl as well at yeah. the same time. Love the scene of the restaurant. That was the funniest thing to me, the one where he's chowing down on the grubs, and she's like, that's gross. They cut to what she's eating. It's a head with brains that's eating the grubs. Just very funny visual to throw in there in the middle of everything.
1: Fun, weird stuff. I like that Alan has a special mission, a sex mission that he has to accomplish, and he (laughs) does accomplish it. Uh, Great sex as an edit point. They get it. They get in this episode. That was edit. fun,
2: the old, like, uh, you know, voiceover kind of, all right, we'll give them some privacy, and then the fun back and forth. Um, so that, yeah, yeah, I thought bouncing that was
0: around a with the, that, that was just a good rule of threes of like, okay, we'll yep. go back to Earth now that the aliens are having sex. Ugh, Amber and Mark are still having sex. Okay, back to, here, let's focus on this cat. And then the cat starts licking the surgery scar in its crotch, and he's like, oh, no, very fun. Yeah. What is that
2: called? Uh, Spade. I, I I thought it was just. It was a one-eyed cat with two anuses.
1: Oh no! Huh. Oh no! A debate. We have a huge debate here. Let's get into this. <laughs> do you think everyone listening weigh in? Do you think that cat was spayed, as Alex says, or just had two buttholes like Pete? <laughs> always, he suggests that a lot, uh, and here he's going for it. I, I didn't like do I the animation. Say, I didn't do it. Wasn't mine. My... In the
0: land of the one-eyed cats, the two-anist cat is king. That's right. Mm.
1: That's true. Think How do you it. choose? I, when I was growing up in, in high school, I had a truck, an old beat-up truck with two gas tanks. And I always had a hard time knowing which one to fill up. Do you think it's the same thing with two buttholes?
0: Fill them up?
1: <laughs> yeah, fill them up with food. Oh, yeah, of course.
0: Uh, I, know, I know what you're talking about. This We is- had a
1: lot of ass-eating references here as Robot, later in the episode, he ate, ate through his butt.
0: Uh, yes, he did. Fun. It was a whole theme of the. Ep- what are we talking about here? Why don't we get back to Alan the alien? <laughs> uh, I loved the big emotional moments as well, particularly Alan looking back at his girlfriend and realizing well, he keeps her safe.
2: What he like smiled at her and was like, "Hey," and it's like this isn't the time for le- levity. You're about to die. You know what I mean? Like, no, he was look letting back her and know. Be like, Run he away. was letting Could've... her know. He was like. I love you. Like, that was a, that
0: was a I love you look, being like, I'm going to sacrifice my life. This is the last thing I'm going to do to stop these Viltramites from coming here. I'm doing this for you to keep you safe. And that's what that was. That was a look back to be like, you're going to be okay. I got this. Don't even worry about it. And then he gets
1: viciously ripped apart. Yeah. yeah his plan from the horribly. beginning was to t- tire out their fists by taking all those punches, and it works perfectly.
0: Yeah. Well, what do you think this means for go- going forward, though? Is Alan dead for real is Peter Cullen evil for real what and Pete I know your opinion on the second one but Justin what about you uh
1: I think Peter Cullen is evil it was strange for him to be like you have to sniff out this mole no I'm talking about the actor Peter Cullen is evil and the character is also evil that he's like, sniff out this mole. Surprise, it's me. I'm going to kill you later. So I'd be <laughs> curious to hear how that plan, uh, what the idea behind it is. Uh, but no, I think Alan. going to Yeah, I agree with you. Back. It doesn't
2: make sense. He can't be evil because uh, we can't have Alan die. That doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. But the way you think about Optimus Prime is the way I think about um, animals with two butts. So... I guess we both have something to root for in this episode.
0: Man, if I had a nickel for every time I heard somebody say that. Why don't we move on to another part of the episode? You know, I think we could probably talk about Invincible here because surprisingly, not much of the episode is taken up with him. We get to see him dropped off at college. We get to see him and Amber go all the way tonight, or rather don't get to see it. And then there's an interesting emotional scene with William before he gets taken away to the bug planet and encounters Omni-Man. Oh, we also get a fight was Seance Dog, which really messes me up, to be honest with you, because in the comic books it was science dog. Uh and it's fine. It's a fun sub, but at the same time
2: I'm like fun play on words.
0: I keep wanting to call him Science Dog, but he's actually Seance Dog.
1: Well it's Uh, funny uh, the the I thought I misheard it the first time. And the Science Dog I mean and this probably goes back to Science Dog was maybe sold to become an animated show. mm -hmm. Another um, yeah, I believe so. It, there's a corporate reason um, for this change. But I love the pun and then the Doctor Strange look for Sans, dog Very fun. Uh,
2: guys, we're kind of skipping over a real slap in the face here. Um, Mark gets to school. He has all his collectibles, and then he throws them in the garbage. Time to grow up. What Time the, the grow fuck up, was that? That was. Re- it's like, hey, uh, I know all you guys are all fans of comic books and stuff like that, so – here, let me just you know kick in the nuts. Thanks for supporting us, and we hate you. What the fuck was that? Well, Where did I, you keep
1: your action figures yeah. in your college dorm room, Pete?
2: Uh, other than um, the ones you were cuddling
0: with every night.
1: Yeah, I yeah. kept them. In a, the ones in your hand when you falsely playing with the bag underneath my bed. A comfortable duffel.
0: Yeah. You know, I gotta say You could have put them in an uncomfortable duffel They can't actually feel
1: anything Yeah, they don't feel You can't treat your collectibles I love that that Pete has a, like, a Barbie dream house For all of his superhero action figures Inside a duffel bag They just hang out in, like, little beanbags
0: I mean, I found that uber relatable I gave up most of my comic book And whatever stuff when I went to college And I honestly never looked back What the fuck are you (laughs) talking about? I, Sorry, it was Alex time is, to grow up. It was time to stop like you went to Cornell. and talking you had about to comic show up your comic book books. To get in, it was didn't time you? to stop like talking about animated shows and kiddies, stuff like that, and instead talk about grown-up things. You know,
2: like we do yeah. on this podcast. That's right. Like double. I didn't, I didn't appreciate that moment, and
1: I also. By the way, did I show dumb. you
0: guys uh, the Batman Lego set that I bought for myself?
1: It's yeah, we've like, uh, seen it. Uh, Yes, you did, like, a nine-part series on our Patreon Slack about (laughs) you putting it together.
0: No, but in all seriousness, I did do that when I went to college. Like, I had sort of gotten away a little bit from comics in my senior year of high school. And I decided, you know what? I'm not going to have a lot of room in the dorm room. I'm not as interested in this anymore. Don't even worry about it. I'm gonna move on. It's time to grow up. Like I had literally the same thought process uh, that I went through, Uh, and I've told you guys this before, but I'll say this on the podcast. What I would do is when I would take the bus home, or more specifically, when I would take it back to college, and I had to kill time in the port authority, I'd go down to the Hudson News and be like, "Oh, I got all this time to kill. Man, I guess I'll just read these comics here or something, just to like Uh, kill some time."
1: Anyway, Pete, how does it feel to feel the betrayal of Optimus Prime, the real one, and then your personal Optimus Prime, Alex?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is that's why I'm saying the emotions on this episode were all over the place. Like it was a slap in the face, it was a kick in the nuts, and it continued throughout the episode.
1: Um, I kept reading comics all through college, and I'm mature. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. And it worked. There were a lot of
0: wild swings, I think, throughout this storyline that threw me a little bit just because there was so much going on with the it's Seance Dog. No, it's not Seance Dog. It's a bug. Now he's going to space. Now he's going to this other thing. I feel like I don't know. I'm fine with jabbing through it because there's a little bit of time and so much that they have to do. And I would rather they get to the interesting stuff with Nolan and Mark. But at the same time, this could have used a whole episode. To breathe, you know, like their first Uh, Day at college Their first week at college, what that means I don't think this show Yeah, I don't think that's for sex I don't think that's how this show plays It's going to rocket through stuff very quickly But At the same time, could have used a little more emotional room. There's my point.
1: Um, I I mean, there's I think there's always room for more. But I'm I thought they did a good job of sort of doing it all without feeling rushed. It just Mm -hmm. felt like they were like, this is all we want you to see here. But also at the same time, the way we end the storyline already at Finding Nolan and the Bug Planet, from what we know, of the comics that's a ways into the series, and to already be there, I was, I was surprised about that.
2: I, I, listen, you know, I agree that the show is awesome. It, it can you know, do whatever pace it wants, but the emotional rollercoaster of him throwing away his toys and then immediately getting the sock lecture was too quick.
1: Like You've got to grow up fast at college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the
2: swing on that was too much.
1: Uh, did you put Pete? Did you put an action figure on your doorknob when you were playing with your toys? In don't come in! Don't come in! Don't I'm in the in. middle of a secret. Unless lore. you have your own action figures, then you can come on in. That's a I great uh, thing. Did
0: want to talk about Amber a little bit in this episode? I know we've been hitting this drum every single episode, but again, crazy steady. The fact that at the great end of the episode, when he's like, "I'm going to space for a couple of weeks," and she's like, "Sounds good." Never apologize. See you later.
2: Wild.
1: Yeah. It is, though. I will say this Do you think she heard
2: the I love you or did it get disconnected? Yes.
1: You think she she heard it? Yeah. Do you think she said, I know? Mm. Oh, my God. I don't get that reference,
2: but yeah, probably. I I also was like, come on. You guys are going to cut to her and like. You're not gonna. You're just gonna leave that hanging. We don't know if he/she heard the "I love
1: you" or not. I, th- I think it was on purpose, Pete, to give mm. you an emotional response. Have you thought about that?
2: The, I'm just saying they're so playing with I'm our sorry. emotions a lot in this episode. You're saying that
0: this TV show, this piece of entertainment on TV, is trying to mm. elicit emotions
1: in us almost nonstop. I feel no. like. I, I They're milking us that. like little um, cows. <laughs> milking both my anuses. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Oh, man. You got
1: to milk those glands. Wait, how many eyes you about, got? Uh, you, you got two eyes. You only got one anus, I got bro. four. I got four eyes, buddy. <laughs> Wait, is it two eyes, one anus, one eye, two anuses? Because this is I great. I think it's
0: four eyes, two anuses can't lose is the expression. Yeah, I
1: believe that's it. Because I'll tell you what, a bunch of um, one anus pirates would have some word to be. <laughs> One-eyed, one-eight is pirates. Yeah, you mad, Justin, you're a real one-eight is pirate. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I feel like I have nine things to talk about. First off, uh, it was funny, Pete, to your point, he saves Seance Dog. As soon as sex happens, just like Alex, he throws that shit away and gets to college sex business just like Alex did in college.
0: All the time. Yes. Right? Thanks for establishing that.
1: Uh, Just to be clear, Alex Alex boning down in college
0: Yeah, 100%, I know what that means I still know what that means And I could describe it to you, but I won't
1: don't you think we need a new system than the sock on the doorknob thing? Aren't we uh, all No, past it's that? tried
2: and true. It's tried and
1: true. But but everyone knows about it. You may, may as well put a sign. Everybody
2: knows action figures fall off the knob after a little while, so
1: you can't. And I think you know that. Perfect. I think <laughs> you <laughs> definitely know that. Not everyone if knows that. If you're classy,
0: I really, given everything that you've established in this episode, Pete, about what you did in college, would not say action figures fall off the knob. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: Classy they do people if put a tie on. If you're on really the. putting them through it, they fall off the knob. <laughs> if you're really not giving them a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're classy, you put a tie on the door. Yes, oh, that's wow. true, Pete. That's really nice. But just getting back to it, Pete loves his action figures. And I mean, he loves his action figures. <laughs> They're in a comfortable duffel.
2: I did think it was fun the moment where she was like, wait, do you have super sperm or like you're not going to kill me? So I thought that was kind of fun. I I love
0: the blush, the blush that came on his face when he was like, oh, no, I I don't know. It just felt very real in that moment. I know we were talking about this last episode, but Pete, you're absolutely right that the acting in this show is really good. Not just the voice acting, but the way the animation directors put everything together. Um, It's great. It's very fun. Uh, Speaking of which, why don't we jump over to the Monster Girl robot date? Because that's another fun, sweet thing that happens. I kept waiting for the turn here in this yeah. And, it, and it never really came, at least this episode. Instead, we get Rudy is trying to deal with his fear response. Um, I thought this was a tee-up to, oh, no, he's going to try to get rid of his fear, which is a bad idea.
2: Bad idea. Yeah,
0: But Famous instead, film. I think it was a visual signifier of the reason he was feeling fear is he was scared of asking Monster Girl out. And then they yeah. go on a nice date, and it's a nice time. Very surprising.
1: Yeah, I liked all this stuff. I thought it was fun. It's interesting, all of the like date moments we got with all of a bunch of these characters in very different places and very different points in the story. And then they get a date where he's like, I love fast food. And um, it was cute. It was just cute all around.
2: It wasn't cute. The mom shit was heartbreaking. There was a ton of non cute moments. We're going to get there. We're talking talking
0: about the about the cute stuff about monster girl and Rudy dating.
2: What do you think about that, Pete? Cutie Corner. I, I too was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was enjoying it, but I was like, I something there's uh what's gonna happen? What's gonna go on? We'll see. There's plenty more episodes for terrible things to happen with them, but this episode
0: it seems very nice. And I also like just the little detail of they're both way older, but can't get it into an R rated movie. That was a fun little bit as well. Yeah. I also like the thing I thought the scene at the beginning was very interesting of the storyline where Duplicate and Rex explode are fighting, which is played as a post-credit sequence almost because it comes after the alien the alien stuff. And we yeah. get this revelation of why Duplicate and Immortal are together because they know like what like death,
1: death is. And, yeah. That's that I that was such a wild connect. Like mm-hmm. like this relationship's about how many times we've died. I was like, that's a strange that's, thing It's to bond.
2: interesting bonding. I did mm-hmm. like the Rex of uh, being like she was like, you're an asshole. He was like, that's not news. Why did <laughs> you break up with me? I mm-hmm. thought that was a funny, uh, funny line there. And uh, I love the honesty of Rex in those kind of moments. Yeah. Also, shape-shifting, a shape-shifting man, not knowing how to use a treadmill was hilarious. Oh, my God. Him running backwards on that <laughs> was great.
0: And also the Madzuka slide of, like, where are you from? Immediately yeah. that, seriously. <laughs> was that was really are funny are you bro? as well. Like I love the say, shape. Yeah, go ahead.
1: The Shave Smith stuff plays, like, a tiny episode of The Tick in the middle of yeah. Invincible. And it's really funny.
0: Yeah. You were saying this last episode, Justin, but I really, again, this episode felt like they're just leading into Madzuka's being Rexplode straight yeah. up. Like, yeah. whatever the character was, he's not that anymore. He's Jason Manzukis.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say Manzoukas is uh, flexing himself as an actor in the role. <laughs> oh, come on, I mean. man. And fun. that's not a knock. That's not a knock. I'm just saying, like,
2: he, they want him thing. to do
1: bangers right over the plate, and that's yeah. the right guy to do bangers right over the plate. He's doing it. It's great. Yeah. Um,
0: I like the duplicate immortal thing. The, that's something that I think Kirkman is really good at as a writer, is throwing – These things where you're like, oh, I didn't think of that connection. I'm going to drop a brief emotional connection here before I move on to the wild stuff or the comedy. And it almost seems offhand, but what I liked about that is it implies this whole other thing that's been going on in the background with Duplicate and Immortal, where it gives you new context for everything. It's not just a joke of, like, four of her are hooking up with him in the shower or anything like that. There's an actual connection there, which I think is
1: cool. Yeah. I also think they give off the energy of, like, uh, an The older couple in the friend group who's just like doing some sex stuff on their own. You're like, I don't know. Don't even get into their shit. It's complicated.
0: (laughs) Put a a tie on the door, please, so we know you're mature. Why don't we get to the most devastating storyline, though, in the episode, which is Debbie. Debbie goes to the support group. Seems great at first. Everybody's really accepting of her. And then she makes the mistake you knew. I I mean, I don't know about you guys, but watching this episode, it was like a car crash because you know... Debbie is going to tell them that she is Omni-Man's wife and they're going to hate her.
2: And they kept setting it up. They're like, no, no first names, no first names. And then, you know, you're just like, all right, here's here's it comes. No last names, right?
1: No last names. No first names would be harder to (laughs) communicate. Just grunts and wheezes, please. Uh, All right. Nicknames only. You're Squeezebox. You're Big Tears. And you are Tap Shoes. Let's go.
2: I did like Rogan calling someone Sparky. I thought that was fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Listen, Sparky. Let's
0: talk about the storyline because I feel like this is something that was in the comics as well. It almost feels like Debbie as a character is being punished for something that was out of her control, and it's really yeah. hard to watch, uh, versus like Mark, who mostly, I mean, he's going to have to deal with it clearly the next episode, but is mostly brushing this stuff off or dealing with it in a very teen he way. She is wrecked, and
2: she continues to be wrecked I... and continues to be knocked down further and further. I do like this idea of not only is she kind of wrestling with this, I should have known, like having that douchebag say it, even though it was like, dude, you're in a support group, you know better, you shouldn't be latching out at her, but that's the thing that I think somebody... Uh, would really wreck themselves over is I should have known this person kind of lied to me, but I should have known. You would like to think that part of you would know if you were with someone who is a horrible person. So yeah, I like the, instead of her, kind of like they made somebody else kind of called out as well. I think it's uh, it's very smart and unfortunately very very uh, just ugh, emotionally damaging.
1: I, th- I think it's unfair to blame her for needing to know. I mean, Omni-Man is very good at covering his tracks. He gets his son to come to a bug planet for uh, without getting caught also in this episode. It's more the guilt that is plaguing her and her inability to sort of deal with that guilt in uh, constructive ways, despite the fact that she's trying. So yeah, I agree with you. She's just being dragged onto this like <sighs> sort of very unfortunate series of events. I don't know what... This means it does feel like we're going to get a bit of a break here cuz we have one more episode before the this the show takes a break. Right?
0: Yes. So yeah, there's next week and then the four final episodes of the season are going to come back sometime next year.
1: So like wow. I think I think there's going to and because Mark's off planet, I bet we get Mark dealing with Nolan stuff and maybe some other stuff happening. But then I think after the break, there's going to be a break in the story as well. And Mark's going to come back to Earth, and a lot of things will have changed.
0: Yes, and that's what happens in the comic book, if I remember correctly.
1: I believe so, but I don't remember. But I think I sound smart saying it (laughs) right now. All right,
2: so one thing that drove me nuts about Mark is like, okay, he made this crazy decision. One bug flies up to you, and you're going to believe this guy's lie. But as soon as he was like, what meteors? You should have immediately like flown away, or like, I mean, you're that you're walking into a trap. You gotta know that the guy hook, line, and sinkered you in this sob story. You fell for it, and then they're like, What meteor showers? You gotta bug out the dugout at that point, right?
1: Bug out the bug, bug out the bug planet. Don't you, you don't trust a bug? What if a little mosquito came up to you and was like, Beep, I uh, know I need your blood. Please. Well, they were also,
0: they were in the spaceship together for six days at that point, so we don't know He slept through most of it. He slept. You know not sleep six, for six days. Six days of sleeping? It, one of Invincible's no. powers is to put himself in a coma, is what you're oh, saying? Oh,
2: yeah. The old coma
1: powers. Oh, no nice. Look, P is like, I'd love to be in a coma. Oh, my God. Six, de- six days? Oh, glorious. <laughs> That's horrible. Your dreams, bro. Oh, my God. Terrifying.
0: I... I assume they bonded in some way. I I understand what you're saying. Like, you can see the nervousness going in Mark when he's like, what's going on? What is happening here? This yeah. is a trap. And it is. It's a terrible trap. It's the worst thing that possibly could happen, essentially, to him. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And I'm worried that.
2: about when he gets back to Earth, what's Cecil going to say, right? Because it's like, yo, you basically mm-hmm. told me to fuck off. You can't then join the team again.
0: To Justin's point,
2: yes, I think your theory is probably right. I don't remember
0: the specifics, but there are some big changes. So I do think all of these things we're talking about that are very steady, potentially, like Amber, for example. uh, Debbie and her situation, Cecil and what he's doing with that lobster, giant lobster sound. uh, Now that Invincible has taken off, he doesn't know know what's going on. They may have amped up their anti-Viltrumite stuff as well. Um, So... We'll see. I think it's going to be a whole new world when he gets back there, and it's going to set up some interesting things in the second half of the season. Also, considering we didn't see Angstrom Levy at all in this episode, who seems to be the big bad, now that Omni-Man is back in the mix, there's a lot of balls in the air. There's a lot of things going on here, potentially.
1: I mean, there's just headed for bad things across sort of almost every situation on, on here. So, like... Yeah, I'm excited. I think there's going to be uh there's a lot of guilt. I feel like this season is maybe about guilt. Debbie's mm-hmm. situation is about guilt. It started with Mark feeling very guilty. I think whatever happens in the next episode on a bug planet when Mark comes back to Earth, I think there's going to be a lot of guilt thrust back on.
2: Do you it. think we'll ever find out if she
1: heard I love you? No. No. I don't know if we ever see Amber again
0: i think amber's gonna die amber's gonna die in the intervening
1: off time. screen if amber Undermark, dies in the next they'll, episode
0: they'll i'm gonna to be so again.
2: pissed yes
0: no I, I don't think she heard i love of you of course i do think there's probably going to be some big changes and shakeups. it's probably going to affect her more than she thinks it is but a Ooh, lot she of course depends yeah, on the next you. episode um any other moments from the episode you guys want to call out in particular
2: do you think if somebody says I love you that even though it's maybe you know not into a phone you
1: still hear it? What? <laughs> like a I've like a, like I a, have a lot of questions. questions. <laughs> like you feel it? Like yeah. there's a love energy in the air. You're seeing yeah. It.
0: When your ears are ringing, that's when somebody is saying I love you, right? And when you oh, feel that's... pain anywhere in your body, that's also when somebody is saying I love you.
1: And I know you're asking this, Pete, because you're wondering if uh, Peter Cullen, he knows that you love him (laughs) because you've been saying it and he hasn't been hearing you. Well, right now, I want to say yes.
0: Right now, Peter Cullen is somewhere being like, what are all these weird aches and pains in my body? Must be Pete LePage saying, I love you. Transform and roll out. (laughs) Not bad. All right. Why don't we finish up here and talk about your invincible moment of the episode? Pete, what was your invincible moment of the episode?
2: Uh, there is just too much to talk about. Uh, but I do think, uh, no, that was a trap. That's not worth it. I, I'm hoping Alan's, um, Alan's not dead. And I feel like Alan's, uh, uh kind of, Fight for uh, you know trying to, to get to the bottom of this and his connection with in- Invincible is going to be the Invincible moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Justin, what about you? Everybody getting it on. That's Invincible.
0: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to say the moment where Amber doesn't get to hear "I love you" because Fuck I think it. that. I'm sorry. I think that spells think doom right. for the relationship. I don't come I think on. that's a that's
1: a, that moment is going to be a factor. It's going to be Invincible in that it's going to come back. In a big way and mm-hmm. never be defeated. All but right. if I, I mean, yeah. I would say more seriously, like him seeing Nolan, what a huge rug pull and surprise. We just left him behind. Mark just moved on from that, like maybe last episode, and boom, he's right back in it. Yeah. Huge.
0: Love that. Very excited for the next episode. If you'd like to support this show and all the shows we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Invincible. Apple, Spotify, Android, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at comic book live on x slash Twitter, comic book club live on TikTok and Instagram, comic book club live dot com for this podcast and many more for my dad wrote a bugo. this is Alex.
1: And just, I gotta write some stuff down from this episode. So it's pirates have two buttholes. Pete uh, has sex with his action figures. And what? Alex was boned down in college. <laughs> just to, that's the you lexicon. That was the last you one's really... definitely true. Yeah. <laughs>